I'm Melissa. I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life. The podcast helps you understand the chemistry of your everyday life. Bonus, Bonus edition. edition. We're getting pretty good. Yeah, we at are. The sinking in. Mm-hmm. Somebody commented on YouTube like chef's kiss to how well that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. Okay, so uh, before we get into questions, Latila, who is uh, a chemist who investigates leachables and who is has become our friend via chit chats, etc., mm-hmm. um, and as a patron, wanted to reach out to us to respond to a question from someone else. So okay. Avery had asked about how products like menstrual underwear have PFAS in them, but they claim that they don't. Right, right. And so Latila responded and said, regulators like the FDA, OSHA, et cetera, have a certain number that requires a company to disclose that information. And if the number is under that, then they can not disclose it. So they're legally allowed to not disclose it. Mm. So the PFAS could be present, but if it's under the required reporting threshold, then. Got it. And I think there's similar things to that in nutrition labels. Mm -hmm. So things that say no trans fat versus zero trans fat or saturated fat, you know? Oh, yeah. It's no means none and zero means less than a certain percentage, like 0.04 might be rounded down, but 0.05 might be rounded up. I remember learning about that in a nutrition science class I took in college. Yeah. And realizing like, oh, I didn't think about these labels as mm-hmm. having stuff about them that would affect. Yeah. You know, it's like you look at a nutrition label and you just, it looks, you know, boring. And so you assume it's truthful. Yeah. It's like, who would mess with this? But it's like, oh, okay, you can actually. Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> it's like. And I just picked a random number as an example. That's not like the number that it is. I was yeah. just saying that. Yeah. But I also think. I've seen other things where food scientists have talked about how, oh, it says the calories in this is, you know, 50 and this is 50, but you add it together and it's 110 instead of a hundred. So mm-hmm. who's lying? And it's like, no, yeah, no one's lying. It's just like 55 gets rounded down. And fit, if you, uh, or 54, for example, would get rounded down. So 54 plus 54 makes 108, 108 gets rounded up to 110. Mm-hmm. Whereas 54 gets rounded down to 50. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So nutrition labels are, they're not lying. <laughs> They're not not lying either, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's what that reminded me of. So I wanted to share that. So thanks, yep. Latila. We love hearing from you and we love hearing about your work. We think it's awesome. Yeah, that was a great question and cool that she chimed in to give us more info there. Yeah, I love hearing from other experts and hearing their thoughts about things because I can't possibly know everything about everything. Right. Right, so... And I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be not fun. <laughs> um, are you ready for the next question? Yes. This question is from is Lucila. Mm-hmm. Lucila asks, what is the history of the elements in the periodic table and the periodic history? So um, I love that question. And I think we would probably need to do an episode or a series of episodes about it. Mm, that'd be cool. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? I think there might be a podcast that already does that. I Mm. think there's a podcast called like the episodic periodic elements or something that you could check out that maybe would do that. Mm. But, um, there's also a really cool book that I want to recommend to Lucila and anyone else who's interested, which is called the disappearing spoon by Sam Keen, I believe. Mm. And it, goes into how the periodic table came to be, but also kind of 
does this exercise in thinking about all the other ways that the periodic table could have ended up. Mm. And it's really interesting. And the periodic table is organized really well in a way that is very helpful for people thinking about, you know, what's going on at the subatomic level, like deep inside the atoms. So I think that it would be great to talk about, you know, why elements are named certain things or why the periodic table is organized the way it is. I really would like that a lot. Yeah. So that was a really good question. I wanted to acknowledge it, Lucila, but we're not going to be able to talk about it today. But yeah, good enough to be maybe multiple episodes or something like that. Yeah. Um, we're good enough for somebody else to have already done that. Yeah. Um, the next one is from Eli. Eli asks, how can I integrate chemistry more into my engineering in energy degree? Is that, I might've been, I might've typed L instead of M. M. That might've been E-M-I. No, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Sorry if we gave your name wrong. Whoops. <laughs> I probably <laughs> could go check, but um, I'll just say that I don't know a lot about engineering and energy, but my husband is an engineer. And the thing that we talk about most often is, um, is heat and thermodynamics. That is a big overlap between chemistry and engineering and energy. But also I think just learning about, you know, the way energy impacts the movement of molecules and what's going on at the molecular level of things related to energy. I mean, the overlap is huge in energy and chemistry, like even thinking about solar panels and light harvesting turning into energy and things mm. like that. And so I feel like the chemistry already is likely well integrated into it. Um, and I just don't know a lot about what an engineering and energy degree would cover, mm. but I would think that there would be a lot of ways to do it. And maybe starting on this podcast and learning about things that seem to connect would be a good place to start. So, yeah, I think there's a lot there. Yeah. Good question. This next one is chemistry related, but also just seasonal related. What are your favorite winter flavors? I love peppermint. This is from Chelsea. Also, there's a question mark there. Do you mean to do that? No, <laughs> I, I love, put that. I, I put the question mark. Oh, you did that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love peppermint? <laughs> uh, that was an accident. Um, <laughs> I think we talked about this on the cinnamon episode that hasn't come out yet when we're recording this, but I think cinnamon is my maybe mm. my favorite fall winter flavor. I do love peppermint too. And I love peppermint tea and there's lots of good health benefits of both cinnamon and peppermint. Mm -hmm. But I think cinnamon is my favorite. Cinnamon might be one of mine too. I also love like, well, I don't know. So like we talked about this in the cinnamon episode, but I love wassail and I mm. make my own um, every year usually. And I really have fun doing that. So that's mm -hmm. a bunch of flavors, but obviously cinnamon's a big one in that. Plus like, Allspice, um, all cloves. Um, but I do actually a good amount of ginger as well in my wassail. Mm. And I love ginger, but that's only the only really in terms of gingerbread is that feel like a seasonal one. Yeah. In other ways, ginger is kind of like any time of the year, you know, like yeah. all kinds of dishes would have it in there and it doesn't feel like, you it know. It feels more like a, when I think of ginger spices, I think of like um, Asian food. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I do love ginger, but I guess to, this to be a lot more 
you know, seasonal that most people would agree. I think, yeah, cinnamon is pretty up there for me. I'm not, I'm not a huge actually peppermint person. I like, oh, I, I like peppermints, like just the mints themselves. Mm-hmm. And I may have one or two of those or thing. And candy but, canes. And candy canes, but I don't go crazy for them. And I'm, I don't want mint flavored other stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's, I'm not super into that, but cinnamon in a bunch of different other things. Very cool with me. I did think of something. Oh yeah. I don't love like those pumpkin drinks when people are like, oh my gosh, pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. I've had that a few times and been like, this isn't really good. Uh-huh. But this year I saw a recipe for pumpkin muffins. Okay. That is made with pumpkin and blended oats. Uh-huh. So you like take the oats, blend them up and, um, then like olive oil and maple syrup. So it's got like a good amount and eggs. So it's got a good amount of fiber and protein. Nice. And and then you season it with, she says pumpkin pie, spice, pie, pie spice on the video, but I've just been using cinnamon and allspice. Mm. And there is something about that flavor combination. I've had those muffins so many times. Uh-huh. It's like I'm obsessed. Nice. So it's like the... Pumpkin cinnamon allspice combo uh-huh. with ch- chocolate chips in there. Is, yeah. I've had those. Just DM us if you want the recipe because I've had those muffins like. I've probably made them 10 times already. Wow. They're so good. That's awesome. And they're so nutritious. They have so much nutritional value. Wow. That's cool. The sun really, really good. And they're delicious. I like pumpkin. Um, So I, I don't like pumpkin drinks. I don't want like a latte or whatever but pumpkin pie pumpkin muffins anything like that with those and that's the spices sound good to me so that includes what you just said do you want me to bring you some of those muffins yeah yeah you kind of have to now okay yeah maybe i will um that's a good one that sounds cool this next question was a good one from sadie on instagram tips for high schoolers looking to study chem in undergrad Okay, so I answered this on Instagram on our stories, but I'm going to say what I said again. And then also I want to know what you think, Pam. Mm. And also we have a high school teacher who chimed in as well. Oh, a high nice. school chemistry teacher. So my thoughts were, one, enjoy high school. It's one of the last times where you, you know, if hopefully if your family is good and nice and you like being around them for the most part. I know sometimes families can be hard. Um and you're in a safe, good environment, high school can be one of the last times that you have minimal responsibility and you kind of get to be young and carefree fully. Mm. I think it just slowly starts to go away as you get older. And so I want you to really enjoy high school. Enjoy that you don't have to be in charge of rent if you have that Mm -hmm. luxury. Enjoy that somebody else mostly buys the groceries. Enjoy that your part-time job, you're saving up for other things, hopefully, and maybe not contributing to your house. Like just enjoy that. You know, do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I also feel like I remember in high school it being told to me many times, like you better blah, blah, blah. Cause in, in college is, you know, it's going to be super hard. It's going to eat your lunch. It's going to blah, blah, blah. And it, it kind of scared me about college, mm-hmm. you know, and also made it seem like, you really have to be on your A game or college is going to be really hard. Yeah. And like, that's like certainly true to a degree, but I, it wasn't nearly as true as I thought it was. No, yeah. I was like, Oh wait, I'm in, like I took a chemistry class my first year of college. And I remember being like, okay, I remember some of this. And also there's people all around me who 
um, are worse students than I am. So it's not like you get there and like everyone's better, smarter than you. Everyone's more serious than you, all that kind of stuff. And you're like, oh no, I got to catch up. I wasn't, I wasn't like constantly always worried about school and college prep whenever I was in high school. And now I'm way behind. Yeah. Like that might be true for some, or I mean, who knows, depending on what college you go to. Like, I mean, I didn't, yeah. yeah I went, uh, higher level, maybe like yeah. Ivy Leagues would probably be right. like that. Right, right, right. But, um, and so my advice is just don't go to one of those. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> But I would just That's say like kind of my advice later, <laughs> but we'll get there. Yeah. But I was going to say like, I don't know, like recognize that all the colleges are expecting freshmen to be like needing to acclimate to this yeah. whole deal too. So like you got some room, you got some grace. Um, but obviously having good study habits is going to carry you through as well. So that was my number two piece of advice mm. was try to develop good habits, like good study habits good sleeping habits, Mm -hmm. find exercise that you like that you can do. So like for me, I was in marching band in high school. I didn't, I didn't have exercise really outside of that. I quit playing soccer after, you know, by my senior year. And so a lot of my exercise came from waiting tables. But then when I stopped waiting tables, I was like not walking. I just, I hadn't built in those habits. So building in those habits of exercise walks or a sport or something that you like to do um, that's really good eating healthy habits. Like mm-hmm. I used to just eat ramen and Dr. Pepper all the time. There's just not a lot of nutrients in that. Yeah. So. There used to be, but I don't know why they don't have it in there. Now, you know, <laughs> when I was a kid, there was so nu- nutritional to eat that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it gave me energy and kept me alive, but it was probably not ideal. And my blood sugar right. does not thank me for it. Yeah. So I think building healthy habits in all areas of your life, I think is really valuable moving into college, mm-hmm. not just studying, but studying too. Yeah. I think is one. Right. And also like you can save yourself so much like heartbreak and um problems, especially by don't by not going crazy once you get to college. Yeah. You're not about freedom. Don't go crazy. Like some people do that and they burn out so hard. They like flunk out a bunch of classes because they just the freedom, they just let themselves go wild and they never do anything. So it's the habits you build now will help you then. And then with that freedom, it's really nice. But it's yeah. just it's just not everything, you yeah. know? And so just don't go nuts. You will yeah. regret it. And I mean, have fun. Yeah. Have fun, but not like, that's not the entire point of like, that's not the goal. Right. Yeah. But learning is fun too. And then my last piece of advice was, I don't think it's wise to go into debt for undergrad. Mm. I mean, maybe if you really, if you have a good plan for it, but I just, for me, I went to the school that, um, that I got the most, I had to pay the least for basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I have never regretted that. I've been so thankful that I don't, I had very minimal debt that I took out when my mom had cancer and I wanted to spend time with her and so that I could pay my bills, you know, but that was worth it. But Mm -hmm. I will, don't think it would have been worth it to go to just any other school, you know, even if you have to stay at home and go to community college, I, I really think there is a lot of value in not accruing debt. Mm. And some for some people, I don't even know if going to college is the right move. I think if you know you want to study chemistry, um, maybe, but for other people, it's not. And yeah. a high school teacher reached out to us. One of our listeners, Nicole, who's a high school teacher um, for chemistry, said that she does tell her students that same thing to go on monster.com and see what kind of education you need for a job that you might like, because it might not be, you know, necessarily chemistry or you might be able to do that without school or you might have to go to a trade school. Mm-hmm. And then she also said that she um, recommends not going to debt because a lot of students have to get advanced degrees. And if you have 
less debt, then it's easier to go and to get a master's degree or a, you know, mm. whatever your advanced schooling might be. It's easier to take on the burden of having less money longer to be in school for longer if you have less debt up front. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And one of those good solutions would be like doing, you know, um, or your first couple of years at a community college and getting some of those classes done at a more affordable rate yeah, and maybe saving some money at the same time and stuff like that. But yeah, there's a bunch of ways to do that. I, I agree. I, I also went to the place that offered me the best deal in terms of money. Yeah. Um, and didn't, didn't have any student loans afterward. And that was pretty huge. And I love community college. I'm applying to work at places now and I'm applying to work at community colleges because I think that that's a really, really good place to work. And those students need to be invested into. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mm -hmm. um, no shame in that highly recommend community college. So 100%. those are my bits and pieces of advice. So they're more in general for anyone in undergrad. Um, but something else my mom told me was the school you go to doesn't matter as much as what you put into it. You really get out of it what you put in. And I think to some degree, the school could matter in terms of who your teacher is, but there's a lot of independent learning you can do, especially with the internet. Mm -hmm. And you will get a good education if you work hard at it. Yeah. And this, what's weird too is, I mean, obviously industry is very like crazy, but I feel like the longer you're out also out of school, the less where you got your degree matters. And it starts mm -hmm. being a lot more about the experience you've had, the places you've worked, how much did they like, like you recommend you in other places. Yeah. And that stuff kind of just fades where people aren't nearly as often like, now where'd you get your bachelor's? Yeah. Ooh. But that's unless in, you're from those like cult following schools. Right. And that's yeah. in my field too, which, you know, I only know about that. Yeah. Really. So nobody asked me where I got my degree ever. Yeah. <laughs> so people don't even ask me if I have one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. That's kind of true. That does happen sometimes. Okay. Okay. This next question is from Ayush. I think it's Ayush. Oh, Ayush. I was looking at the pronunciation you had there. Sorry. I did. I put the pronunciation so I'd understand it. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Ayush. Um, Asked recently about onions. Oh, wait. Where's the question in there? Is that just the comment? Oh, oh yeah. He didn't ask a question. He did, but okay. I was going to shout out. Okay. Sorry. That was my bad. Okay. Um, Ayush asked recently about onions. And then when we did the re-release for onions on Thanksgiving, I forgot to give him a shout out. Oh, and so right. Okay. I wanted to give him a shout out. And then also he asked a good question about what's in inhalers. And I thought that was a really good one, but I'll have to do a whole episode on that. But I just wanted to say thanks for those questions and keep them coming because I really liked them. Nice. So, and then, um, then we have a few reviews. We like to list, read reviews or comments that people have made that we, um, really appreciate. And, um, just to give our listeners a shout out back. So this one um, is from Matthew on Audible and it made me really laugh. <laughs> he said, I'm dumb and even I can understand this. <laughs> That's like my goal in life. Yeah. I don't want people to think they're dumb, but I want you to think even I can understand this. Yes, yes. I recently started a journey of learning. I have no experience of chemistry at all and I'm slowly picking up the jargon and lingo in bite-sized, easy to understand way. This lady is amazing at what she does on this podcast. I'd like to give her and her team a big thank you. Nice. Isn't that so nice? That's very cool. And also, Matthew, you aren't dumb. I want to agree with no. what Melissa said. Because um, if you are, I am. But here I am learning it too. So it's, I think you could say, you know, I'm not an expert. I don't have a background in this. And even I can understand it, you know? Yeah. That is the goal. It's like people that have zero background, we're hoping they find this accessible. Yeah. And we are very glad that that's the case. So thanks for telling us. Thanks for letting us know that that's 
that's uh, that's working in your case. Yeah, I read that. I was like, this is it. This is what I want people. And I don't want people to say they're dumb, but I want people to think I can understand this. Like this is exactly who this podcast is for. Yep. And so that's really exciting. That's awesome. This this is another comment we got. um, And I, I'm, (laughs) I'm not going to attempt to say the name because I'm worried I'm going to really mess it up. But this is a comment we got on one of our YouTube videos. It says, I found this podcast because of my chemistry class today, but I kept listening because the topics are genuinely interesting. Isn't that nice? Yeah. It's awesome. So that's fun too. That's what I like to, that's what I like to hear. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Um, Thank you all for writing in your questions. We're a little bit ahead. So if you've asked a question in the last few months and you haven't been answered it yet, it's probably because we're recording so far ahead to get ahead for the holiday season. So we care about your questions and keep them coming. Yes, keep them coming. Send those to us on our website at chemforyourlife.com. That's chemforyourlife.com. Share thoughts, ideas, and questions. If it's a really good question that takes a lot longer to explain, it'll probably become an episode. And if it's something short that we can kind of respond to quickly, then Melissa will put it in one of these and we'll be able to talk about it in a QR. and r So please send those to us. We love those questions. If you'd like to help us keep our show going and contribute to cover the cost of making it, you can join our super cool chem community of patrons on Patreon at patreon.com slash chem for your life. You can go there or click the link in our show notes to join that cool community. But if you're not able to do that, you can still help us by subscribing on your favorite podcast app and rating and writing a review on Apple Podcasts. That also helps to share chemistry with even more people and subscribing on our YouTube channel. So those things really help us to share chemistry with more people, reach more people, and uh, keep our goal going of making chemistry understandable to people in their everyday life. And if you leave a nice review or a nice comment, maybe we'll read it on the podcast too and say thank you. Mm -hmm. Just like we did for our two today. This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Collini and Jam Robinson. Jam Robinson is our producer, and this episode was made possible by our financial supporters over on Patreon. It really is so exciting that you want to help make chemistry accessible to even more people. Those supporters are Avishai B, Bree M, Brian K, Chris and Claire S, Chelsea B, Derek L, Elizabeth P, Emerson W, Hunter R. Oh, I lost my place. Sorry, Jacob. Jacob T, Christina G, Katrina H, Latila S, Lynn S, Melissa P, Nicole C, Rachel R, Sarah M, Stephen B, Shadow, Suzanne P, Timothy P, and Venus R. Thank you again for everything you do to make chemistry for your life happen. Yay, chemistry! Yay, chemistry! (laughs) 